Hello and welcome to Tech Weekly, a podcast by City AM dedicated to bringing you the latest in the worlds of tech, crypto, fintech and beyond. I'm Nasson da Silva, here with City AM's very own Charlie Conchi. Later, Charlie will be talking to Gerard Grech, the CEO of UK startup network Tech Nation. They'll discuss Tech Nation's impact report and talk about the importance of impact tech in addressing environmental degradation. They'll also talk about the UK's place on the global tech hub stage and go through the level of VC investment in fintech this year. But first, the headlines. Charlie, what's been going on this week? So a very busy week of global tech and fintech headlines. Uh, Buy now, pay later giant Klarna is moving away from a rapid growth strategy to focus on a fast track to profitability, its boss said yesterday. The Swedish fintech firm has been on a major growth push in recent years, but boss Sebastian Siemiatkowski said the firm is now tapering back that growth amid what has been a bit of a downturn in the tech industry. And his comments came just days after Klarna announced a slew of job cuts, 10% of its workforce on Monday. Um, in the US, venture capital giant Anderson Horowitz is looking to buck the crypto crash with a new $4.5 billion fund this week. That is going to pump cash into crypto and so-called Web3 startups. Um, the investor said that crypto firms and those driving Web3, which is a, a new age of the internet based on blockchain technology, are entering a golden era and it has decided to go big. And back in London, Fintech Paddle has struck a $200 million deal to buy US firm Profitwell this week in its first acquisition since being founded 10 years ago. Paddle, which was founded by then 18-year-old Christian Owens in 2012, banked a $200 million funding round earlier this month, which was led by the private equity powerhouse KKR. Um, It said it was now channeling that funding into expanding its payment services. And London venture firm Crane has bagged a $140 million fresh deep tech fund this week. That's with £30 million backing from the British business bank owned investor, British Patient Capital. Crane closed its first $90 million fund in 2019 and said it's now on the hunt for founders building technology across areas like open source, artificial intelligence, data and developer tools. And the European Central Bank has warned this week that a continued sell-off frenzy in crypto could threaten the stability of global financial markets. In its annual financial stability review, which was published this week, the ECB said that a deep dive into the market had revealed evidence that crypto asset leverage and crypto lending were becoming more risky and deepening ties with banks and asset managers posed a risk to financial stability. And now Charlie will be talking to Gerald Grech. We have had a decade of very buoyant venture capital investment into the UK across nearly every subsector of our tech ecosystem. And I think, you know, the one area we perhaps paid most attention to in the UK is our fintech sector. We saw record amounts of cash pumped into that last year. But one area that's really been sort of roaring away under the surface is so-called impact tech, and that is tech firms addressing the UN Sustainable Climate Development Goals. A new report out today from UK startup network Tech Nation found that funding in the sector had jumped to 960 million so far this year. There was 2.8 billion pounds invested into the sector last year, and that is up from just 59 million in 2011. And with me to mull over that rise is Gerard Grech, CEO of Tech Nation. Good to have you with us, Gerard. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. So I wondered whether, sort of, just to kick us off, you could kind of break down this idea of impact tech and what sort of firms we are talking about here. Absolutely. I mean, I think first and foremost, I mean, this is quite a significant uh, 
report that we've produced in, in partnership with Google for Startups, because it's what it has done is given us the wonderful opportunity to look at the last 10 years and then specifically look at investment by company stage and sector, job creation, value creation, research and development, talent and future developments, right? So what we, we make a number of comparisons to what uh, we saw 10 years ago so that we give the reader a sense of where things are and where things are going and how best to shape the future by building on what we know today. So there's so much in there, but clearly you've picked up on the impact stuff, which is so important because we've seen quite a significant increase in investment in companies and startups and scale-ups that are addressing UN sustainability development goals. So the, the venture capital, so these are private, you know, private investment into these types of companies has jumped 43 times of that in 2011. And I think this is really, really to do with how things have changed and evolved over the last few years, especially with the pandemic having made people realize that actually we need to think about our planet. We need to think about our environment. And so the, the increase has been even more significant in the last five years. So these are types of companies that are looking at carbon emission, climate, climate intelligence. You know, how do we address uh, some of our biggest global challenges by investing in the type of people who are passionate about changing the planet? So we've seen looking at an area like fintech, the UK has really been sort of a world leader behind US and China. Where are we stacking up as a country when it comes to these this kind of subsector? Are we leading the world there as well? I mean, look, when you look at it at a macro level, the UK is now fourth in the world. And when you look at that 10 years ago, I think people scoffed at the idea that the UK would be a global tech hub in the top five in the world. So I think having achieved a record high in investment at $40 billion is quite staggering. That's about 29 billion pounds. And that's on the private markets. On the public markets, there were also 37 IPOs on the London Stock Exchange, which is more than three times anywhere in Europe. So the, the ecosystem has grown significantly over the last 10 years. And obviously that is very good news to your listeners that fintech is one of our crown jewels. But one particular area that came out in the report is deep technology investment. Now that has increased 33 times in the last 10 years, topping $8.5 billion in 2021, where mega rounds of $250 million contributed heavily to that total. So that gives a real good indication to the reader the artificial intelligence, the ecosystem itself is developing fast and maturing. And one of the reasons for that is because the UK has amazing universities and obviously deep technology comes from breakthrough in science and research. So we're seeing a lot more spin outs from universities like Imperial College, like University College London, Cambridge, Oxford, Edinburgh, Manchester University. And so this is quite significant because that's where the future lies. We believe that the future lies in more technology companies coming from spin-offs that are actually incubated in universities, which are obviously naturally attracting high caliber, bright people. So that's quite a significant jump that we've seen in investment over the last 10 years. I think one of the sort of interesting areas, as you broke down at the start, was the, the 
different stages of investment in the UK. You know, you look at early stage venture in the report, you look at late stage venture. And I think you made that point that early stage funding is becoming that bit harder to come by. And I think it's true to say that most analysts are predicting a bit of a slowdown in venture capital investment this year. Are you concerned about investment levels into the space? I think, yes, I am. And and I think what I would say is that you know the future growth of and, and success is really being potentially threatened by dwindling funding for early stage uh, startups. Now, I think to be specific, investment into seed and pre-seed companies. This is at the very, very early stage of company uh, company development and life cycle. Um, has not decreased, but growth has been low. So, if you look at investment from 2020 to 2021, investment in UK technology increased by 130%, whilst investment into early stage companies increased by just over 14%. So, that gives you a relative difference as to the rate of growth that we're seeing. So, I, you know, and if you look at 2011, investment in seed and pre-seed made up 15% of the total investment mix in UK technology. In 2021, that proportion has dropped to 4.8%. So I think whilst also, you know, whilst we're seeing bigger rounds of funding, um, the number of seed stage deals has been almost flat or, or growing very slowly. So obviously, you know, we're, you know, we're keen to see much more capital going into these early stage companies. Um, or, or we run the risk of not seeing the next wave of big companies coming through like we have seen over the last 10 years. So it is a concern. It is being, it is being acknowledged and it is being addressed, which is, you know, why we'd like to see the government perhaps think about whether the caps on seed enterprise investment scheme. This is the, the, the scheme that was introduced over 10 years ago for giving uh, uh, early stage investors uh, tax relief. Um, so we'd like to see those caps go up so that we can see more capital going into these early stage companies. I think one of the interesting trends we've been covering a bit recently, actually, is the, is the way that corporate venture capital is flowing into the space. And I think if you look at some of the rounds we've covered recently for climate tech firms, particularly, it's been big oil and gas majors leading the rounds in their venture capital arms. Is that a sort of... Is that making up a, a big in portion of investment into the space? Is that something you're seeing as well? 100%. I think, look, I think the UK economy was one of the first major economies to enshrine into law to get to net zero by 2050. That will clearly drive a lot of innovation across multiple sectors, not just in the technology sector, but obviously the utilization of technology into oil and gas, energy, all sorts of sectors so that, so that it's innovating. And obviously I, I as I said earlier, I, I'm just seeing so much more investment going into these types of companies. So for example, if you take, um, it's quite wide ranging, I should say. So co- uh, companies looking at reducing carbon emissions or, uh, companies looking at autonomous vehicle software or, uh, companies looking at vertical farming software uh, based in Bristol. I mean, you've got quite a lot of, you know, quite a lot of companies looking at this from various angles. So I, 
and not just in London, by the way, it's, it's right across the, the UK. So we're really excited to see a lot more capital going into this space. That, yeah, that point's interesting as well on, on the regional breakdown. Where are the real hubs that we're seeing in the UK for these particularly climate tech? Or, or is there sort of certain areas where there might be really good food tech firms starting up? What are the trends you're seeing across the country? I mean, without obviously being, you know, uh, without trying to sort of pick out specific cities and what they're known for, uh, because because obviously innovation is happening everywhere and uh, talent is everywhere, opportunity is not. And we're trying to make sure as, as Tech Nation, we're increasing access to opportunity for everybody. But we're, you know, we're clearly seeing, you know, uh, there's a lot of cybersecurity, uh, strengths in, in, in Northern Ireland, uh, in Belfast specifically. Um, climate tech generally is, comes from all over the UK. There's no one specific hub at the moment. Um, clearly Manchester is very well known for its e-commerce history and development. And obviously with the Hutt Group having recently listed on the London Stock Exchange. And that obviously creates a ripple effect. Uh, Edinburgh's very good at data analytics. The university has invested quite significantly in data analytics and data science. Uh, Glasgow is, has obviously got quite a strong fintech hub because of quite a lot of big banks being based there. Uh, Bristol, uh, you would think, you know, being in, 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 in the West country, uh, it's, it's actually known for a number of things, including gaming and also for ch- chip design. When you think about it, uh, Graph Core is quite a significant up and coming scale up, uh, that looks at, uh, chip design. Um, you know, and I think it has the, the opportunity to be quite a, a big company, a bit like Arm, actually, which is obviously based in Cambridge and other parts of the world. And, and so you've got Oxford, Cambridge, London, which is obviously that triangle where you, I think you're seeing a lot of growth in all forms of industries from biotech to artificial intelligence. So it's quite spread out. And I think the Economist did a very good piece on the fact that Britain seems to be very good at nurturing and developing companies outside capital cities. Uh, there are over 20 cities now in the UK that have a tech unicorn, which compared to other European countries, it's less than five. So I think that just gives you a sense of the fact that innovation can truly come from anywhere. And the idea is to make sure that there is support in place to help companies go from startup to IPO or a major liquidity event like a merger or an acquisition. So I'm, I'm really excited. The team's really excited to see more and more companies come through. And even when we look at our own growth programs, we as Tech, Tech Nation provide a number of growth programs at every single stage of company development. You know, over 50% of the companies that we've seen graduate from our programs were outside London. And over the last eight years, just so to give your listeners some context, you know, we've supported or seen over a thousand companies uh, graduate from 41 growth programs, which have included 30% of the UK's 122 tech unicorns ever created in UK's tech history, as well as 42% of the UK's 12 
Decacorns. These are companies valued at over $10 billion. So I'm extremely hopeful. I'm extremely excited for the future. Clearly, there are some headwinds at the moment that we're kind of keeping a close eye on. But again, you know, really looking forward to the next 10 years. So on, on looking forward, I think one of the interesting debates we've been covering a bit this week is the comments from HSBC's responsible investing chief looking at sort of attitudes around responsible investment. I think that was, you know, covering everything that sort of falls under a so-called ESG banner. But I wonder whether there's, you know, a slight groundswell of movement in the current economic environment we're in against investing in sustainability and in, against investing in these climate-led tech solutions, that sort of thing. Do you worry that there, there might be a sort of movement against this direction of travel that we seem to be in for the last few years? Are we moving away from climate investment? I think, look, I think there are some uh, market jitters, obviously, at the moment. Uh, I think that is short term, although, as I said, I think, uh, you know, we have enshrined into law the fact that we need to reach that net zero by 2050. So I think you will see a lot more direction uh, of investment going into impact companies that are extremely passionate about changing the planet. I think I think, I think the three P's keeps coming up into, into companies that I talk to, you know, people, obviously, uh, profits and planet. And I think there are just, there's just so much more awareness of, uh, building companies responsibly. And this is particularly noticeable at the early stage where you're looking to attract, you know, the best and brightest talent you can find. And we're seeing that people are very much attracted by a company's mission and what it's doing more sustainably. And that is a competitive, you know, it's increasingly a competitive advantage for a company. So funding is one thing, but clearly when investors are looking at companies and what, what kind of companies to invest, they want to invest in companies where the founders or the founding leading team is extremely visionary about how they're going to attract the best talent. And I think being sustainable, being responsible, being thoughtful about how you're going to treat employees is now becoming a major competitive advantage. So yes, I am thinking about this all the time, but I am also very uh, positive about how there is a changing narrative in the, in the technology ecosystem. Gerard, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, that's all we have for today. Thanks to Gerard Grech for coming on the podcast and we'll see you all next week. Bye for now.